the Power of Two podcast. Another one right here with my boy Fayola, David McKenzie here. Had a great conversation last episode about a little bit of uh, grit and a little bit of, uh, you know, your how you overcome those challenges when from your childhood, stuff like that, of having that grit. Where does that grit come from? Now, me and Fayola talking a little bit off recording, you know, how does... How does one know that they have seeds of greatness? How does one know that they have those actually seeds or little things that they can water to become Bill Gates, to become, uh, you know, a Jay-Z or people like that? So, I mean, just to mm. kick it off, man, like what, what do you feel? I mean, we talk about all the time of like there's people out here right now who have seeds just like a Beyonce did when she was 20 or that a Kanye had when he was 21 working on music or what a Warren Buffett had when he was, you know, starting early investing. How does one channel, you know, what they have, you know, seed wise, they have gifts in these things. How do they challenge that to bring all those seeds to fruition to something, you know, incredible on that level? Because everybody's human, nobody's different, but something, there's something different there. And we all have those great seeds, you know what I mean? Mm, mm. You're right, Dave. Wow. That's a lot. That's a good question though. Um, Instead of answering your question, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think that sometimes people don't really act on their seeds because of fear or laziness? Well, I mean, I think it's sometimes you, you have either the not knowing of what you have. Because some people have gifts, but they don't know that they have the gift because their gift is a norm. Okay. For example, what do you think your gifts are? What do you think? God's blessed you with. I think my gifts, my gifts have always been entertaining, being you know on stage in front of a crowd, and also you know creative as a leader um, with you know different ideas or different approaches, or just showing my personality and entertainment, entrepreneurship, all that. Like, and what do you I'm, think you've done so far in your life? You're only 24, right? We're both young, but what do you think you've done so far in your life to act on some of those? gifts um i think it's you know i've done everything from host different events i've you know since a kid i was in modeling and did barney i mean now i have my own business now i've you know done different stuff with cbs i mean that's i think with that type of seat though entertainment it's like you kind of know at an early age like okay people are reacting to me at you know from me doing this impersonation of obama or or, or trump you know where people like the way i sang that song you know, but those are not the only type of seeds that are out there. You know, there's other seeds out there um, that are not outside of entertainment. You know what I mean? So, like, tell me about you. Like, what, what, do you, what are some of the seeds that you feel that you have that you, how you've acted on it? Yeah, first of all, I love what you just said about, you know, especially entertainment. When, you, when somebody knows at the age of seven or eight, you know that there's talent there, right? So, I think for me, it's a little bit of the same thing. It's a little bit of modeling when I was younger. Um, music. I love playing the drums. You know, I did a lot of uh, professional gigs, open up for some pretty big names. Um, but also, too, just the ability to kind of find a niche of something that, like, wasn't a thing at one point and create it and to make it a thing, whether it was an event, whether it was to, like, um, you know, it, it's mainly been on the event side of things. So kind of having a vision of, like, hey, we need to do this, gathering a team together and make it happen. Um, also, right. the hosting, the acting, the DJing um, was in a movie this past um, summer and it uh, it almost won at the music festival at a movie festival and you know I think God's blessed me with gifts of leadership and things like that but 
I think one thing that's hard to do when you want to act on the seeds that have been planted and when you want to act on your gifts is to know what direction to, to, to choose. I think there's two different things here. I think there's the situation of somebody that has a lot of gifts and a lot of talents and not knowing which one to pursue. But then there's also the person that's so comfortable in what they're doing in life. And they're too scared to take that leap of faith mm-hmm. on how to act on their seed. Let me let me go deeper with this. There's a lot of people out there that are working nine to five jobs and they're doing great. They're making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year and it's paying off their student loan debt. It pays their rent, right? It's a steady income. But they have a talent to do music. They have a talent to be an entrepreneur and start their own firm. They have a talent to do A, B, C, and D, whatever. But sometimes the fear of, oh, that steady income, or oh, if it fails, or oh, whatever, stops them from truly pursuing that that seed that's been planting inside of them. I think you just answered it right there. Yeah. You just answered. We just said, how does one know how to act on their seeds? And I think you just said it right there, the first thing you said, going in that whole description you said, which was great, you said not knowing how to manifest it, right? So a lot of people might say, man, I am a phenomenal singer. Man, I am really, really good with getting nine people together and getting them on one common goal, and we achieve it all the time. But they don't know how to activate that goal. So I think the difference is oh, the, the, difference between, yeah. the difference between a a let's say a normal business entertainment guy on the street than a Jay-Z is, he knew when I get my first single, when I, when this thing goes number one, I know exactly what to do to leverage this. Mm. I know exactly what to do um, to promote this album. I know exactly what to do after I'm done rapping, you know, whilst others might say, man, like I like technology, but I have no idea how I'm going to get there. So I think mm. it's, I think it's detailing. I think it's detailing and breaking down the logistics of how to execute your gift and your seed that separates you than somebody who's never does it. Because it's one thing to, wow, David, phenomenal. It's one thing to have a seed and to be talented in something, but it's another thing to know how to market it, how to monetize it, how to execute it. And bro, I mean, as we're speaking right now, even I'm learning for myself. I think I have a couple of different seeds where, um, and you do too, where David, if you wanted to be the person who's doing the Chicago Bulls halftime, you know, show right. you're out here, whatever, you can do that. But if you also wanted to go into music and acting, you can do that as well. And you right. know, sometimes people have these gifts, but the one gift they might not have, here we go, the one gift they might not have is being able to execute it, is being able to see, okay, I have this gift, this is great, but how am I going to monetize it? How am I going to market it? How am I going to show people I'm not going to make a business plan out of it, right? Right. And, you know, some people, a lot of people say knowing your seed is sometimes you don't have to take every opportunity. I saw an interview with Seth Rogen a couple of days ago, and he said um, he had an opportunity to be in like this sitcom or this soap opera TV show. But he said he turned it down because he was like, it's going to suck. He was like, I don't want to do that. Like, that doesn't fit me. I know what I'm doing. So he didn't have a job for two years, but guess what he was doing? Writing, doing stand-up comedy. And before you know it, what does he create? Super bad. 
he would have been on a sitcom, mm. which would have been a good opportunity, but he knew, well, that's not really my seed. That's some not people, really my Some yeah. people have seeds and talents that could do something, that can do a career, that can, that, that can be made a career of, but sometimes it might not be what really is your calling. For example, wow, come on, for example, go, go deep. This is going to sound interesting, but I truly believe if you had the, I think you have a seat to be an athletic director for a university. Yeah. I think you have the seat to be an athletic director for a university. I think you can get your master's degree in admin or sports, sports marketing, whatever it may be. You can coach, you can be a GA, you can go up. You can do an assistant coaching role too. You can keep on going up, be, be whatever, whatever the system may be and get yourself to an AD. But David, is that your calling? Come is on. that what you want to do? Are we there? Are we there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? So it might yeah. not be your calling. So for me, I'm in a process right now of, you know what? I love finance. I love music. I love whatever. And I love coaching. I love all these different things. But that's Seth, that's Seth Rogen example, man. That was beautiful because he could do that. He'd kill it. He could, yeah. But is that his calling? Is that what really God wants him to do at the end of the day? Now, I'm going to take what you said and even go deeper on that. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the people who are detailed with where they want to go with their seed, and they, that's why people say focus on one or two things. Because if you're really gifted, you got to focus on one or two things and do those really, really well. But the people who focus on their seed and they know what they are and they know what they do and they focus on, they drive towards them and they do it for a long time. You can have different destiny segments in life where I focused on business and hosting for 15 years and I dominated. Now I'm in the music. I'm dominating that. That's how that's how you birth guys like Oprah. That's how you birth people like Quincy Jones, birth people like all these guys where Oprah did television, she's done movies, she's on music things, now she has her own network. You know, yeah, Quincy yeah, Jones. Yeah. Was that quick Frank yeah. started with Frank Sinatra? Michael, now you're now yeah. you do everything. But you started with finding your seed first. Because Dave, guess what, bro? At the end of the day, this these talents and these seeds have already, they've been planted from from their whole entire life. But guess what? Exactly. They go with one or two and they use that for a section of their life. And then after that, guess what they do? They say, you know what? I know I've had these seeds, but I'm not going to act on until I'm 35. I'm going to do, do something from 20 to 35 right. first. And the next 10 years, I'm going to say, you know what? Now I have the seed of hosting and I have the seed of entertainment. Okay, cool. I've always wanted to do business. I don't want to overload. I'm going to get to business later in life. And guess what happens? That other one to two seed, that comes up in life. And that's what they got to do. A perfect, a perfect example I think of, bro, was like probably somebody like Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal knew that basketball was going to get him to wherever he wanted to be in life after that. So that's what he focused on. Correct. Basketball. He probably already knew from day one he wants to be a business mogul. Probably already knew from day one he wants to be an entrepreneur. Well, look what Shaquille's doing now, bro. In terms of business in general, forget one of the best players ever played. In terms of business entertainment, he's one of the best. Guess what? He didn't even start there. Huh. 
That's how you know you have true seeds. But bro, I think the most beautiful thing about having seeds and talent things like that is when you know how to use them and when to use them. Yeah. When to use them is just as effective as having the seed. Hmm. When to use your seed is just as effective as having the seed, bro. Because think about it. If you try and do eight things at once and we're 23, bro, honestly, this podcast is really for ourselves, man. Because we're learning. As we're speaking, we're learning. Right. If you learn how to do something and you're young and you're trying to do 15 things at once, people will look at you like, hey, what? <laughs> you're not right. even serious. But if you take one or two things and then you one spend five, seven, eight years about that and then, you ex- and, then, and then you master it and then you go to the next thing and the next thing. Will Smith is your example too, man. But see, we always pray. I mean, me and you pray, but I know I do too. I do as well. It's like I pray to God all the time. I'm like, bless me, Lord, to have, you know, to, to, for me to fulfill all of my gifts, you know, in different spans of my life. Mm. You know, from here to 34, I could be doing something. For that next thing, I could be doing something else. You know, like you said, Shaquille O'Neal, number one. Will Smith, another one. The Rock. All these guys, they started with one thing. Will Smith was a rapper. Shaquille O'Neal was a basketball player. The Rock was a wrestler, right? But they knew deep down, like, hey, I can entertain. You know, I can act. I can have an album. You know, I can, I can have my own business, right? But you have to start with that one thing first because Tyler Perry said it was just – Tyler Perry is another example. You know, he started as just a writer. It was just plays, you know? And he did that for seven years of just writing and doing plays and writing and doing plays before people showing up. And, and then – he gets the opportunity, his plays blow up, but what happens? That play goes into a movie. Come on. That movie goes into eight other movies. Come on. That movie goes into a TV show. That TV show goes into your own network. Now he does nine different things. He has books, he has TV, but it all started with him writing and doing plays. And it is hard when you're gifted like that to say he could be like, hey, you know, I can write, but hell, you know, I can I can act too. I can I can own my own network too. But if he was doing all that at once, those plays wouldn't have been that effective. You know what I mean? (laughs) They wouldn't have been that effective. You're rolling, bro. You're going. Come on. But, I mean, that's just what I've noticed with all, with a lot of successful people where it's like, man, like how has this guy done all these things, you know? You know, you look at a lot of people who are behind the scenes who we don't really talk about, but people even in an aspect of like a Peter, a Peter Gober, or Gerber, I might be saying his name wrong. He's the owner of the Golden State Warriors, but this is a guy who started off as being a producer or started off as a corporate position in film for Sony or somebody, worked his way up and started owning entertainment companies. Then he started producing movies. Then he started having his own investment firm. Now he's owning sports teams. Now he's investing, you know, it's just, now he's into nine different things. He's a billionaire, but it started with one. Mm. Started with one. Okay, so we have that, right? We have the topic of people having those gifts and taking different time throughout their life to really hone in on some of those. What about the what about the person who has a gift or two and really their call in life is to act on it, but they're not acting on it. They're scared. What about those people? You know, somebody told me one time they they were like I remember I was at one point in my business and I was like, hey, I, I, I need to get this, but I need to I need to make sure I have this first and that first and get that. And the dude, my mentor was like, hey, there's never going to be a perfect time, man. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, there's never going to be a perfect situation where 
everything is right for you to move forward. You just have to move forward and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that space where I just said right there is frightening because if you have to move forward without having the money, without having the assets, but you still, you know, nothing's ever going to be perfect, but you still have to take a step. That right there is a very frightening place to be in if you're and, an individual that's comfortable. And that space that is frightening is all somebody needs to say, ah, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. And I don't blame them. Like, <laughs> I, don't I don't blame them. <laughs> I know, I tell you. But it, that right there is hard. But like, okay, but l- let me ask you this. I mean, how does one, and this is going to be, this is going to be tough, you know, how does one know when they have seeds of greatness, but they have setbacks, but they know God has called them for something? Mm. How does one, how does one God, how, how does one stay persistent? How does one stay persistent of saying, I don't care what this is, I'm still going to keep going? Because see, one aspect is getting into it, but how do you stay and have the perseverance to say, I know what he has for me without getting upset? Because we get, we have these moments all the time of breakdowns. Yeah, and we're going through them right now. As as this first week of May 2019, we're going through some tough times right now. But how does one get over that? Well, a couple of things. I think it's the way you look at a setback or the way you perceive a failure. If you perceive a failure as a good thing or a setback as a thing that's closest to your next success, that's the way you get over it. You have to perceive those tough times, those tribulations as almost good. That's almost learning point. That's almost things of, you know what? That sucks. And it was a setback. And in some eyes, people might have thought that I failed or I completely messed this up. But this taught me it's going to push me to the next thing and hopefully get me to my next step of being successful. Um, I had made a comment. It was either on a phone call with you and I had or it was on a podcast. But I said, the true failure is when you stop pursuing your dream. Wow. The true failure is when you stop pursuing the dream. The true setback is when you give up. That's the true letdown. It's not the failure itself or it's not whatever. So, And also having the people, that's a great point. Also having the people around you like you are to me and like I am to you. Mm, you're and right. the people around us that say, hey, you have something. You can be something successful. Hey, we're going to be all right. It's just, you know. And still driving forward, you know, and, and not having that setback define you. Like T. Jake says, if you're being crushed and you're being put down in destiny, that's only a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's only a time period in your life. It's not your destination. It's not the final Come thing. On. It's only, it might be a couple months, you know. But like what we are to each other, I think that's that's huge. That keeps us moving forward because if you don't have anybody around you. Um, that is kind of motivating you or kind of saying, hey, look, we're going to get there. I don't know how you're going to make it. The people you're around, bro. Wow. You're right. This is uh, already uh, getting up on our normal 20 minutes, man, but that was that was strong. I mean, uh, we, we don't mess around here. Come in. 20 minutes, we come out and do our thing. We come in. We do out. But uh, like I said, once again, it's always a pleasure when me and Faye get together. We always have these phone calls where the podcasts were so, where our conversations were so strong. Mm-hmm. So let me turn this into a podcast. So the power of two men. Thank Thanks you, guys. Faye, you got anything else to say? That's it, man. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time.